Welcome to the Av Geeks Podcast, where athletes and geeks collide. I am, for tonight, your main host, Bakari Spells, and I'm joined by <laughs> my homie, Adrian. <laughs> taking the motherfucker over, baby. And, uh, yeah, taking over. Yeah, man, but we got breaking news, and um, breaking heartbreaking news for me as a Falcons fan, but Calvin Ridley uh, already sat out the 2021 season. Uh, cited mental health reasons, has been suspended by the NFL for at least the conclusion of the 2022 season and possibly the foreseeable future for gambling on NFL games, particularly the fucking Falcons, which, you know, ties back into the mental health issues because why would you bet on the Falcons to win any game? But, yeah, man, just... uh, I, I know you're not really a... Uh, NFL like fanatic Harrison, but you have any initial thoughts before I get into this? Um, at first when I saw it, I thought it was a bit ridiculous to suspend him for the entire season, especially when when it comes down to it, the games that he was betting on. At least from the reports from Adam Scheffner and everything, that I was looking. I I saw some of my other friends like tweet about it and retweet about it, so I saw everything online. And from the reports from Scheffner, it says that he he bet on like he bet on three games and they were why he was out. So if he was out and he was betting on the games and he had nothing like he couldn't affect the games in any way, shape, or form. My kind of thing is like, why does it matter? Like if I if he's not playing, why does it matter? He bet, you know what I mean? And the league promotes gambling, which is so ludicrous to me. But it, <coughs> I, mean, I don't know if it's like a little threat. Like, they try to relate it to like insider trading or whatever. But it's not really like, it's stupid as fuck. But there's not really any fault in him for doing it. But this, if, if we're going to be honest, we got to, I don't want to get on my Stephen A. Smith. But I mean, like, mm-hmm. this is one of those stay off the weed situations, right? Like, what are you thinking? Like, you're, you, you're out. You know what I mean? You're out of sight, out of mind. You're supposed to be chilling. And you, some part of like, they had to tell you that this shit cannot happen. Just like they tell us in the military what we can and cannot do. You know, you take a supplement, check it. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure they tell NFL players the same thing at Symposium Joe. If you're going to gamble in this state, make sure you check this, check this. Do not gamble on NFL games. It's illegal. The motherfucker said he knew he was wrong. So, like, if you, it's, it's almost like he was trying to, it's almost like he wanted this shit to happen. You know what I mean? And that's, and that's the frustrating part because there's no other outcome. You knew you were going to get caught. There's no way you get away with this shit. Especially when you go up and you look at how they gamble. You have to provide identification. You have to do all these things. You can't just gamble and just, like, okay, I'm putting my money down and then just move on. I'm surprised on. they let him lay the bet. They know who he is. That is true. That's why I surprised this came. It's just not coming out too. When the season went through, it's like you saw the whole time. Maybe they weren't paying attention. Well, no, Maybe they were doing wasn't. an investigation since the fifth of February. Okay, well there you go then. Yeah, they. Uh, I just read it. I actually just read it like a couple of hours ago. Um, the whole time when the Falcons were like keeping quiet on the future. I mean, that part of it was out of respect to Calvin Ridley, but then also you know the league notified them on the fifth that they were investigating some. Some behavior or whatever, some shit they were later on by Calvin Ridley. But I mean, so it's it's super duper unfortunate because one, 
he's he's a talented kid. I mean, he's from Alabama to his first year in the league to now, you know, he's been an elite talent. So it's it's unfortunate that he can't display those on the field. He's in the contract year. You know what I mean? He's supposed to be just really trying to put his film on the field to be making some money. But now he's looking at two years off. And, I mean, it's a really horrible time to have two years off when we just watched fucking 10 wide receivers run like four twos, four threes, and a 40-yard dash at the NFL combine. You know what I mean? So now, now you make yourself – you kind of make yourself expendable. You're unavailable. You know what I mean? So why would your spot be here? Why would a job be here for you when you haven't been – you haven't been at work in two years? For for on on your account, you know what I mean. Not on an injury, not on not on you know a drug suspension. You know, one you pulled yourself out to protect your mental health, and I respect that. Two, you fucked up. But that, but those both both were your decisions, and your decisions cost the team. If I'm off the blink, I don't want him on my team. So we already we already know he's not gonna be a Falcon. But the NFL teams look at patterns of behavior. And they have, they also look at availability. He's also has he's injury prone, you know what I mean. So this, yeah. you 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 injury prone. You you pull yourself out of the game when either it, it looks like, it looks like either your mental health isn't will make you unavailable or you just check out when shit gets hard, you know what I mean. And then you compound upon those mistakes. You know what I'm saying? Like in NFL teams, look at that shit at a microscopic level. Because they're investing millions and millions of dollars on you, you know what I mean, and that and they're already putting that investment at risk when you get on the field because you're crashing into each other at fifteen hundred miles per hour. So they really want to know what you do when you off the field is fucking squeaky clean, and it's just it's just stupid, man. Yeah, I mean, I agree, and I saw a lot of people were slandering him for tweeting all these things about it, but then I saw um. Somebody else uh, was talking about it as as well. They were like, "Yo, Calvin really getting su- suspended a year for betting on games, but they literally tried to pay Brian Flores to tank on his team." But the NFL wants to talk about integrity, and it doesn't make any it doesn't make any sense because they're like, "Hey, do y'all want to have integrity in this league or not?" Like you said earlier, they promote gambling. I don't think it. I honestly, I don't think it should matter unless you're betting on your team to lose. Because then that goes with point shaving, you're throwing yeah. the game, you're doing stuff like that. However, if you want to be like, if I want to bet on myself, I should be able to. If I should go and be like, hey, I want to go put 10 Gs down that we're going to win this game and that I'm going to get 150 yards. Because at the end of the day, I got to go do that. Because if I don't do it, then that's not throwing the game. That's like That makes me want to play harder. That's mm-hmm. making me go out there and give 150. Fifty percent because I'm trying to, you know, cash in on my bet. I bet down on myself, so I feel like I should be able to bet down on me in a positive way. I just shouldn't be able to bet on myself in a negative way. And if we lose and everything like that, then yeah, that's fishy. Like I said, point shaving, all these other things. But as far as betting on your winning, I don't see it as a big deal. I know they say you can't bet on NFL games, period, which is still weird to me because he still could have gotten in trouble if he would have bet on like. A Packers game, which doesn't make sense to me, because I know you, like you said earlier, I feel like he did a parlay. Information, yeah, it could have been a parlay too. Yeah, I feel like he did a parlay. That's where he probably like uh, he why he do so much, bro. It's like gambling on fucking hockey or some shit. 
fifteen hundred dollars, you couldn't give a fuck what happened. Like, just do something else. Yeah, I mean, I know at the same time too, because uh, he's like, I'm not addicted to gambling. So, like, some people just find gambling fun. They're like, you threw yourself away for fifteen hundred. Like, fifteen hundred is nothing to him. It might just be fun. Like, I see other people gamble all the time. I tried it for like two and a half weeks of just doing a couple parlays, doing stuff like that. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is pretty fun. But then I was like, okay, now I'm done with it. I've had my, like, feel, and I moved on. I know Mm -hmm. some other people want to keep going forever. He might have just wanted to experience it, have a little fun with it, did something, and then move on. We'll never know what the truth is. We'll never know the reasoning behind why he did it and why he messed up. All we can say is we know he messed up, and that's, that's it. Like, that's... That's kind of tough, and especially, I know, it's just another L for the Falcons. I know everybody, Twitter was letting their jokes go off um, <coughs> with the Matt Ryan joke, talking about Calvin really over here betting the under for 60 yards for Matt Ryan or I betting the over for an interception for Matt Ryan. People were letting y'all have it. I mean, the Falcons are just, like, supremely unlucky when it comes to, like, particularly when it comes to getting talent and just retaining it, like, it's always some bullshit starting starting with Vic, you know, Vic and dog fighting. Then Bobby Petrino is supposed to be the offensive genius. He's a fucking dickhead that clips to the team halfway through the season. Then they got the roster that was there that was pro Vic. Mike Smith and them come in. Mac Ryan comes in. You see numerous Falcon, you know, mainstays come and go. Julio Jones, like, you know what I mean? Like, this all the drama just fucking builds up. And so, of course, the shit with Calvin really happens. It's just on brand. D'Angelo Hall leaving. Like, it's just on brand for being a fucking Falcon fan. Man. Do you see... He said he's in a contract year. Do you see a team picking him up immediately after this season on just, well, like, a minimal... Do you think he's going to get... Do you think he's... Okay, I feel like this is an obvious question, but I want to know your opinions on it. Do you feel like he's going to get at least a moderate payday because of his history, or you think he's going to have to sign for a minimum? Oh, like I a think he's going to get uh, somewhere in the middle. Like, I don't think he'll command what he would have commanded if he played this year because it's two years off film. But I think he's, I think what he has on film is too talented and he's too young to really, you know, sign him on like a minimum deal. And then I don't think, I don't even know if the CBA would allow that, if that makes sense. Because he was, well, cause he, he was still be coming off of, like, it won't be like, oh, his deal expires while he's suspended, and then he just comes out as a free agent. Like, I think, I don't know, it's weird. It, and it may not matter, because the Falcons are going to cut him. Um, or they'll trade him for cheaper, so I don't fucking know. But uh, the, yeah. the short answer to your question is, I think he'll command somewhere in the middle of the market of what a high-end receiver should be getting and what you pay fucking camp buddy like he'll just get average pay it'll probably be a one year prove it bill to see where he's at and then you know what I mean he'll probably end up on the Patriots hey lit that's what we want to see him right there anyway I see a lot of people hinting at that because of Amari Cooper too because of the thing with Dallas everybody's been hinting him there too I've been seeing a lot of like okay I don't know right, if Amari no. Cooper wants to play with Mac like that's the mm-hmm. one thing people don't think think about. It's like, all right, the team in the receiver sounds good, but the quarterback in the receiver jail, and they're Alabama product, so maybe. But it's just, do they know each other? How they, do they have chemistry? That shit matters. 
Yeah, that does. I agree with you there. Joe Burrow and fucking Jamar Chase. Yeah, so the next thing we want to talk about, and the last thing we want to talk about, because it's going to be a quick episode, um, is the Lamar Jackson thing. I know you had a strong opinion on the being the the racial aspect of the Lamar Jackson part. Yeah, man. I think <clears throat> I think it's it's like an uncomfortable truth. That shit it's not really uncomfortable, it's just like really a blatant truth that there's a racial bias in the NFL towards black quarterbacks, right? Like if you look, if you lose, if you use Lamar Jackson as an example, and if he used himself and not the example when he used that quote about that racial bias shit, it would have been so much clearer. But like Bill Polian looking at Lamar Jackson as a Heisman winning quarterback, which is the the award you get the best college football player, you know what I'm saying? A Heisman winning quarterback, a first round draft pick, ended up being, and then they get asked him to work out as a wide receiver and didn't think, you know, he could could become and improve as a quarterback, that's a racial bias. Because what, what who, who else without body of work would you say that to? You know what I mean? It, it, wasn't, it wasn't like Lamar Jackson was in a triple option offense in college. He ran the spread off. He, ran, he, ran, he played for Bobby Petrino, who implemented pro concepts. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just bullshit. Like it is, it was literally reading a book by its cover. That's a racial bias. I mean, I don't. It's it's obvious. It's it's stupid. Like I was on Twitter talking to Oz, and Oz was talking about, well, what's the bias? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know what the bias is. You know, you know it's the athlete more. Uh, the black dude is a better athlete than the quarterback. Fucking shit. But then we, yeah. and then and then Emmanuel Acho. He, he he pretty much defeated his own argument. He pulled up, you know, the fucking Russell Wilson, whatever the the yards ratio per turnover, whatever the stupid fucking graphic he used. Yeah, it was a, it was a rushing yard to passing yard. Like for every six passing yards, you yeah. should only have one rushing yard. And who and who gives a fuck? Like Russell, like bro, Russell Wilson is a great quarterback, but that Super Bowl he ran, he won, he got fucking carried, dog. And let's not pretend like Russell Wilson didn't throw an interception on the one fucking yard line, like to, to lose the Super Bowl. Like let's not let's not do that. So Russell Wilson is fucking still. Mm, I'm not gonna make this a Russell Wilson. I really got a thing with niggas named Russell. But anyways, <sighs> just to rein my thoughts yeah. in. The, yeah, there, but there's, I know. There's a stereotype that black quick? quarterbacks are accurate. They turn over the ball. They're dumber. They're they're just more athletic. They're athletes, and every one of us gets compared to Michael Vick in some way, shape, form, or fashion. Whether they whether they whether they're fast or not, they're gonna be like, oh, well, he's not quite as fast as Vick. He's a little bit more accurate. You know, this is stupid fucking bullshit. But go ahead, yeah, man. I, I you gotta say something. I I, 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 agree. I just wanted to stop you real quick because I wanted to. Say I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of people talk about that racial bias, but I've seen a lot of people's counter to that is. Um, when you look at the top ten quarterbacks in the league, a good portion of them are black. They they bring in the Russell Wilsons, they bring in Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Dak Prescott, and they talk about like all the like half of them are uh, minorities are and everything. So how can it be racially or anything like how how is it racially biased when half of the court half of the top ten quarterbacks are black? It- 
it's it's in spite of half of the top ten quarterbacks are black in spite of the NFL's racial bias. Because they still they still had to overcome the racial bias to get to where they were, right? So let's Kyler Murray was the number one recruit out of Texas. I think the number one quarterback in the nation in his class. Went to Texas A and M, had to split reps with Kyle Allen, and then ended up transferring, blah, 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 blah. He had he had an unorthodox path to get to where he was. It wasn't handed to you know what I'm saying? He had to work to his shit. You know Lamar Jackson story. You know, you know Cam Newton's story, gotta afford the junior. Like everybody earned their shit. It wasn't you know what I mean? Like the it it was in spite of the NFL being biased towards them, in my opinion. Like it's it's not like they were aided by the NFL. Like Lamar Jackson has to fucking overcome that stupid ass offense the Raven has when fucking running where they fucking throw a five yard hitch or a fucking seam route every pass play. And then they run the read option or a veer or some shit. Like, it's so fucking predictable. And that's why they get bounced in the second round every year. But that's Lamar Jackson's fault. Because the offensive coordinator handicaps him. That's a, that's a bias because they're blinded by his, his athleticism. Come yeah. on, man. So it's like, okay. I know, about the, I know you say they're blind about the same. I don't, I don't know. It might be them putting it in his head. It might be his style or stuff. Like, okay. I know I don't know about the other quarterbacks. I just know the usually the argument with Lamar is he he's very impatient. Like he's very impatient with his reads. So if he doesn't see his first option uh, immediately, he takes off running down the field. He immediately goes his leg. I think he's I think he's too patient with his reads. I think he I think he buys a lot of time with his feet in there in that pocket. And I think shit the only way he does get impatient is probably because he's getting his fucking shit beat in. Earlier in that game, because the offensive line sucks. Yeah. Okay. So, um, my whole thing too. At the same time, is with the whole arm to leg everything. Everybody talks about well, their arm is not as strong. They're not as accurate because you see other quarterbacks get praised for being mobile, as in like a Josh Allen and stuff like that. You see them like, oh, they're a mobile quarterback and they can throw. So, what do you think about that? What's your tone of that one? I mean, I think it's when I think about like the arms not being as strong and they just relying on yes. their legs. I think I think the knock on them is mostly inaccuracy. I think most of the black quarterbacks we have in this league have decently strong arms outside of like maybe Teddy Bridgewater. So I mean, like these guys are these guys are athletic as hell. It's just accuracy tends to be the problem. Like with Cam Newton, accuracy is mostly the problem. Arm strength became an issue after, like, the shoulder injury type shit. Uh, James Winston. Say then that mm-hmm. if it's an accuracy issue, what, isn't that, like, the most important thing for a quarterback? Because comparing it to basketball, if I have a good uh, point guard, because same thing with the point guard. For the longest time, it had the stigma. You wanted, like, you had the little white point guard that was play, pass first and everything like that, and things changed over time. But most people's ideal point guard were, like, the Stocktons and the Ashes and everything. But then, obviously, the Magics. Uh, some people throw the Magics in there for their ideal point guard. Some people throw Chris Paul now into their ideal point guard. But if those point guards are turnover prone and their passes aren't accurate, so it's like they're not matching with their assists, then a lot of people are like, that's not a good point guard. So that's why I was like, when you throw it into quarterback, that's the only thing I can compare it to. If, you, if my quarterback isn't accurate... Then what good is he for me? I understand, and I and I would 
throw it to you like this. I would I would equate that quarterback that quarterback that's inaccurate but that's still a starter and that's still producing is I would equate what he's giving you is like winning plays. And most quarterbacks that are accurate aren't going to start. So most starting quarterbacks are some sort of accurate. Like they're in that sixty percent range. You don't have a lot of fifty percent, you know, quarterbacks starting in the NFL outside of their rookie year. And um but yeah, I would say like you you just looking for a quarterback that makes winning plays. So yeah, he may only complete sixty one percent of his passes, but hell, he he shit. He makes he makes a touchdown that ties the game. You know what I mean? That's kind of what you got early on with Lamar Jackson when they was they had them those last six games for the playoffs and they had them running a quarter of the playbook. They were just trying to produce winning plays out of them just because you know they could produce that. That's kind of what you got with Tom Brady. Tom Brady didn't have crazy intangibles, but you got winning plays out of them. And I mean, he he became more accurate as he got more comfortable with the system and shit. But he was always pretty good. Um, and Lamar Jackson's improved his accuracy as he came into the league. And matter of fact, if you compare him and Josh Allen in the same time, their accuracy in college is pretty much the same. Like their all their stats in college were pretty much in terms of like accuracy, quarterback rating, stuff like that were pretty similar. And they both increased their uh, completion percentage as they grew in the league. But only one of these guys kind of gets knocked for his accuracy still. And Josh yeah, Allen's okay. still kind of rally and accurate. But, you know. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. It's I mean, all... I don't watch a lot of NFL, so I'm just, so I'm kind of just being like a outsider looking in type deal. I'm just I mean, proposing questions question. that have counters. Yeah. I think it's so not like, out. it's not like these quarterbacks aren't like flawed. Like, it's like, in that graphic, like the dude had a good point. Like, I was told, like, that's good journalism. Like, he makes a good point. And, like, if you're just looking at things from a purely analytical standpoint, then you can make that argument, which is why you're getting that shit off on TV. But if you, it, it's it's a people business, man. You know what I'm saying? And and then you just you just have to look at shit the way it is, or understand the way the world works, and you, the the players are telling you what what this is. It's not just like the fans are making this shit up. The players are telling you just what it is. So like, what more we really have to talk about? It's, who who are we gonna believe in the power? Well, I mean, when it comes to the NFL, the player empowerment is not really there, so it doesn't really matter what the players say in that regard. But it should. This right? was the NBA. Yeah, I'm, oh, I agree one hundred percent. You know, I'm pro player, but if this is NBA, you know, the player empowerment would be more. But with the NFL, they still kind of got the chains on them and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of about it. Things are class locked, branded. But I mean. <laughs> The concept of a franchise tag is fucking crazy. Let's get into that, right? Like, I think the NFL is probably one of the only sports where a player can be like, yo, I absolutely will not play for you. You can you can offer me any amount of money, any contract, I will not sign it. And they'll be like, bet, I'm a franchise tag and you have to stay. And you I'm stay for another year and you don't even get the art kind of like argue for your money like you'd be making yeah, more money somewhere else the average of the top five or some shit yeah yep and then you got you just got to be stuck there and if you say you don't want to do the franchise tag hey people go with the people aren't even the fans aren't pro player because mm-hmm. then you're gonna get a bunch of negative media you're gonna get a bunch of you're quitting on your team you mm-hmm. don't want to be there you're entitled you're selfish x y and z it's like no i don't want to be here like if this was the nba 
my contract is up. I signed a four-year contract. My four years are up. I've completed my obligation to your franchise. Exactly. If I choose to go somewhere else, let me go somewhere else. You can't just be like, nah, we're going to franchise. We're going to keep you here. And that's BS. That's not fair. And if I don't, like I said, if I don't play, I'm hurting my pockets because if I don't play well and I don't perform, then if y'all say, oh, okay, we don't want you no more. Mm-hmm. And the very next year, guess what? These other teams just watch me do that. And they're like, uh, we don't know. We don't know if you're worth this much money. So you're playing with my money now because mm-hmm. y'all want to have all the power. Exactly. I can't imagine a franchise tag in the NBA. That that would be ridiculous. And, that and wouldn't then, fly. And then some positions are more volatile than others. In the NBA, most positions have the same kind of shelf life if you take care of your body. In the NFL, offensive linemen, running backs, those positions that get a lot of tread in their tires, I mean, shit, that second contract is not always guaranteed. So you get a franchise tag and you're a Todd Gurley and you tear your ACL and you come back and you never the fucking same again. Mm. Dirty game, man. But it's getting late. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it is. This is another quick episode from the Ask Geeks. You know, thanks for listening to another episode of the Ask Geeks podcast. Always, always, always remember to respect women, but most importantly, remember to respect yourself. And we out. <laughs> <laughs>